Three, two, one. Nope. We gotta say boom. Pendle told us. Mm. Try again. Take two. Three, two, boom. one. Boom. Wow. Boom. Nope. Mm. Take three. What happened? Take three. Three, two, boom. Ah. Wow. Look at that. You know how to do things. Okay. <laughs> if you had to come up with an alternative slogan to our show, what would it be? First thing that comes to your brain. I really have no clue why anyone listens to us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, could you imagine? It's like, hello and welcome to Cast Royale, the podcast where we don't understand why anyone listens to us. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds right to me. It feels right. You know what it feels like? Hmm. Have you ever had a warhead? <laughs> Royale, the Clash Royale podcast for casual players. I'm Rob. And I'm Joe. And this week we discuss Clash Royale League, Shocktober, a brand new card, and more. Boom. Boom. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, CLNSmedia.com, or wherever you get your podcasts, we hope you enjoy the show. Episode 72, baby, let's go. We're here and we're ready to rock and roll. Moving and grooving, <laughs> hipping and hopping, high flying and limousine riding, baby. Let's go. I still think that that's probably one of the best things you say on this show. Well, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> you, didn't, you, didn't, you didn't even know what to do with that compliment. I didn't know whether it was like a compliment or like, if that's the best thing I say, yeah. Is that really good? Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, you say a lot of good things. I'm just saying that's the that's like the cream of the crop. Oh, wow, that was nice. See, now we've got the brotherly camaraderie that I've come to expect on this show. Now I feel a lot better about myself. You should. Um, so, you want to dive right in? I'm kind of excited to talk about this stuff. We got a ton to talk about. I know. So, how was your week in the arena? So, week's been good? Question mark? It's good, I guess. Maybe? I don't know. Tell me more. I think it's been good. Uh, so I think last episode we talked about the fact that I was able to get up to like 4,900 trophies. Right. And now I'm able to get up to 5,000 trophies with Pompeo's Balloon Cycle deck. I'm still using it. I have only leveled up one additional card. So uh, that card was the Miner. Finally got that bad boy to level 12. Ooh. And you know, now I just need like 20 more Miners in order to level it up to level 13. And a lot of gold. ton of gold. Another 100k, which will be a lot. But uh, I feel like this past like week or two has just been like a ceiling for me with this deck. Um, like previously, I was kind of like climbing really steadily mm -hmm. up to 4,900. But now once I hit 4,900, getting to 5,000, dude, took literally all two weeks. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so it was like ups and downs, ebbs and flows. But uh, I'm here. And that's all that matters. Clan Wars, we are currently sitting at right around 3,100 trophies um, in the Legendary Arena or tier, whatever you call it. And yeah, so it's been a pretty good week, I think. <laughs> Dude, you guys are like 
kicking butt over there. Yeah, we're kicking butt, dude. I mean, we got all the way up to, I think, 3,200 trophies and then went on uh, a death spiral, if you can have that in Clan Wars. Um, I think you can. It's a collective death spiral. Right, right, right. So we, we all collectively went on a death spiral. Right. Um, and now we're just, I think, barely above 3,000 or close. I don't know. We're either close to 3,100 or close to 3,000. Either way, we're in the purple level. <laughs> right. How about you? How's your week been? Uh, pretty good. I'm still sitting at 46, 49 uh, trophies, so that's pretty good. I Usually when I hit that, I kind of like taper off a little bit. And like I've been saying for the last couple of weeks, I've been playing 2v2. I've been playing a lot of challenges, so that's been a lot of fun. Um, but dude, I got a legendary token from a war chest. It's my second legendary token since that came out. Nice, man. I feel like, honestly, I feel like it's so rare to get those. Um, I'd say... I think since Clan Wars has come out and tokens have become a thing, I personally have only gotten three total tokens out of maybe 10 or 11 or 12 chests. Um, I guess they're not chests. They're like war bounty bags or whatever they are. But yeah, I've only gotten like three. And the fact that you got one is awesome. And it's so crazy because after every Clan War, I just see so many people trading cards and I'm just like, Dang it, I got gold again. <laughs> yeah, dude. They're, uh, they're very, very, very rare. Um, and I was very excited when I finally got one, so you know I'm going to wind up using it on a log at some point, right? Because I still need to get that guy to level 12, I think. Yeah, because I'm not maxing it out. I'm still one level away. Right. But also, other fun stuff that's happened to me in the last two weeks, um, the 2v2 touchdown challenge that we had, I actually won... 25k nice dude i know i got uh only one loss i think so that was um that was a ton of fun uh then i got a princess from the rage challenge chest and i only won four games i didn't even make it to the end and i got a legendary out of that sometimes rob less is more that's that's true uh but can i just say one thing yep that rage challenge Mm -hmm. love it yeah, we're going to talk about it in a minute, but yes, I loved it too. I also purchased the Larry emotes. Nice. You know, how do you like those Larry emotes? I know you bought them. Did you buy them for the two ninety nine price? Of course. Um, and I put them in the right four spots of my emote deck. So they take up four prominent spots. So it's funny because I wasn't a huge fan of the, the Larry emotes. Mm-hmm. And then you told me you bought them. Mm-hmm. And then I told you I didn't buy them. Mm-hmm. And as I told you that I didn't buy them, I immediately regretted not buying them. <laughs> but it took all the way up until that point in time to know that I should have bought them. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a mild mistake on your part, especially since it's Larry, man. Like, what are you doing? I know. Larry's, he's got, he's just like a part of my soul. He may, he may be you in another life. Wow, that's serious. Yeah. Um, so I actually really, really, really love them. Um, my favorite one is him picking up his head and putting it back on his body. Uh, and it's my favorite way to start every match that I go into now. It's kind of like, all right, I'm ready to go. Exactly. Or, or even better, if somebody pummels you and you kind of get destroyed where you would typically use the, uh, the goblin where he's on fire after the dust settles, so to speak, I just wait a couple seconds and then I put my head back on. And I've gotten multiple laughs out of my opponents before because they're like, yep, well, this guy's ready to go again. Yeah, it's funny. It's like, <laughs> all right, take a deep breath, regroup. Uh-huh, yeah, regroup, put my head back on. <laughs> That's funny. 
Yeah. Um, and then last but not least, I'd like to speak about my clan. So Cast Royale 1 is currently at 2874 trophies. It's our personal best. And I think, I think we're slated to win the next war, if not get second. So uh, we've been making a couple of changes recently. Um, and we've been working really hard at practicing our decks and making sure that we do those rounds before we actually go into do the clan war. Dude, it has made a huge difference. Boom, man. Just got to keep up the good climb, dude. You're almost there. Cannot wait until we hit the Legendary League tier group. I don't know. I never remember what they're called. I mean, I called it the purple thing before, so it's fine. <laughs> you did. Um, so a couple of topics, like you mentioned before, we had a challenge or two that were a ton of fun. So we had the sudden death challenge and we had the rage challenge. Yeah, so I'm a huge fan of both of these challenges. I thought that the timing of these was great because it was kind of in between things and really gave the game just like a sense of freshness back to back, right? Sudden death is totally unlike any other challenge that they have. Um, I was able to win this one, got the epic cards and I used the Pompeo deck. Uh, It's just a balloon cycle deck, so that worked out really well. Mm -hmm. And the rage challenge... Dude, the prizes in this rage challenge were insane. 12 wins, you could get a legendary token if you completed the entire thing. I had a ton of fun with this one. But again, I just love the fact that it kind of broke up the monotonous like ladder play or just 2v2 or, you know. These two specific challenges are so great because they're so different compared to any other mode. Yeah, dude, and I was actually really surprised that they wound up doing two challenges like that back-to-back. I don't think I've ever really seen them do stuff like that. And I thought that they were going to do another one afterwards. Um, I thought that that would have been fun. I kind of feel like these kinds of challenges need to just always be in the game, rotating throughout. Yeah, I mean, it seems like at least one every week, right? I mean, they usually don't have less than one a week, but... These two seemed very, very back-to-back. Plus, like you said, we I mean, very recently just had the 2v2 uh, touchdown challenge, right? There's been other things in the game. So um, I think one, at least one per week is is a fun way to do it. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then another thing that happened was we had another chance to get 20 gems by watching CRL. Yeah, that was a couple of times, right? Um, you know, they're now in the playoffs, Um so they started doing it just before the playoffs happened in CRL. And, you know, I guess in the NA, I don't know if they were doing it for each region, but I would assume they were. In North America, if they weren't promoting the stream via any sort of push notification, they were really only getting like 1,000 to 2,000 concurrent viewers at any given point in time. Dude, when they put this notification within the game itself and they, you know, have a big kind of notification that pops up and it's like, oh, click here to watch and get some gems. 25,000 people were watching concurrently. Do some quick mental math, man. How many gems is that? Oh, in total, 500,000? That's a lot. Is that right? <laughs> 25,000 times 20. I think so. I don't know, man. You're the accountant. Nah, don't count on me for that stuff. Don't count on the accountant. Right. There's a saying. That belongs on a t-shirt. Should. It should yeah. be on a t-shirt. <laughs> that should be on your t-shirt. See, I thought it was pretty cool, but they kept on doing it within the playoffs. And the playoffs in the North American scene were really cool. Because you had TSM, which just barely made it after getting through past Tribe. They were able to beat Cloud9 and then face off against Complexity. Complexity beat TSM. And now Complexity is set to face Immortals in the finals for the NA Championships. Unfortunately, we are recording before it happens. Mm -hmm. So I can't wait to watch and see what actually unfolded. But dude, the hype around this match is insane. And by the time this episode comes out, it will have been played. And the winner, here's what's cool, man. The winner of the North American region 
gets to go to Tokyo what? for the World Championships, the finals at the world stage where each region's top teams are going to be coming to play in another sort of final playoffs. It's like the World Series of Clash Royale League. I'm so excited, but I'm so jealous. I can't tell you how long I've wanted to go to Tokyo. Well, I mean, Tokyo, Clash Royale League, Mm -hmm. it's literally got everything you'd want. Right. It has all things that Rob needs. All things Rob. That's what that is. You know what they don't have there? Mm. Us. Oh, yep, that's true. We are not going. We are not going. Be a pretty, pretty expensive trip to go to Tokyo. I think so. Uh, and also, you know, taking off of work, fun stuff like that, you know, life. Well, actually, it might not be as expensive. We could run slash swim there. Yeah, I'll take a plane. I'll meet you there. Okay, all right. I'll let you know. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know how it goes. I'll start my journey now. See you in you, five months. <laughs> yeah, you, you can swim. <laughs> Ah, uh, you crazy man, you. Um, so can you can you please tell me what this Shocktober thing is? So I'm not 100% sure what Shocktober is. We're recording before the TV Royale episode, the quote-unquote Shocktober version, comes out. So I think what it is is just like a month long of just like different spooky-related things. So maybe quests and chests and challenges? I don't know. But here's what I do know. Here is what I do know. We already have two quests in-game that relate to doing damage with skeletons, or using skeletons, or killing skeletons. Yeah, dude. This is called Rise of the Skeletons and Dawn of the Skeletons, and it lasts for eight days for both of them, or actually probably nine days, because it's eight days and a bunch of hours. But, dude, 500,000 damage needs to be done with skeletons in any game mode, and then you need to destroy 5,000 skeletons in any game mode. I see this turning into skeletons, witch, tombstone, graveyard, clone, mirror, cycle. And just literally a full deck of only things that generate skeletons. Mm. Do you think that the clone counts as a skeleton doing damage? Of course. It's a skeleton doing damage. Mm. Let me ask you a question. If you have a balloon... Mm -hmm. And you clone a balloon. Right. Doesn't it still hit like a balloon? It does. It does. I, I see what you're saying. If it looks like a duck, and it smells like a duck, and it uh, quacks like a duck. It must be a rabbit. No, it's not a rabbit. <laughs> you don't know. No. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, well, anyway, that's Shocktober as far as we know. Um, it's a skeleton, Rob. Okay. All right, Joe. Calm down over there. Joe, Joe is so passionate about this skeleton thing. See, this is why I should have bought Larry. Yeah, see? And you know what's funny? Now, all throughout Shocktober, I can use my skeleton emotes. That will be amazing. Mm-hmm. And I think it's totally appropriate. It is. Mm-hmm. We also got new Electro Wizard emotes. Dude, did you see these things? Yeah, dude, they're they're really, really cool, but some of them remind me a lot of the Larry emotes. Can I ask you a question? Yes. What does it mean or signify or convey to the other player when your emote puts its hand up in the air and points at a light bulb that turns on? I have an idea. Is that what that means? Yes. Light bulb. Like, yep, got an idea. It's such a weird emote, don't you think? I mean, I've tried to find good spots to use the Larry version of that emote, and it doesn't really seem to fit in many situations. So let's pretend mm-hmm. that your opponent surprises you with a hog rider. 
after you've used your tombstone first, okay? Yes. Which means on his first hog rider push, you're not going to have the tombstone to pull it in and prevent damage on your tower. So on the first push, he gets a ton of damage, right? After he uses it, he gets his damage in, cycles over, you throw up the light bulb. I've got an idea. Next time and every other time after that, no more damage dealt to the tower. Mm. Then you throw up the laughing emote. <laughs> no, I put my head back on my body. Right, right. I'm ready. Yeah, all right. I guess that makes sense. I need to try and do that when I cleverly come up with something good to happen in the game. Right. Or, or you can just do it when you're losing, and then it's funny. Well, that's a valid point. Almost any emote is funny when, when you're losing. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... Aside from the Electro Wizard, and speaking of the theme, Electro, we are getting a new card! Yeah, we are, dude. Bro, welcome to the arena, Electro Dragon. Electro Dragon, dude, this thing is crazy, and, well, first of all, I'm I'm super excited about the fact that, one, it is not a legendary card. Yes, that's true, I didn't even think about that until you said it, it's an epic. Two, Mm -hmm. that it's flying. Right. Three, it introduces a brand new mechanic into the game that we don't have yet. Right. You know what my favorite part of it is? It's blue. <laughs> Wait, is that really it? Yes, that is exactly <laughs> why. Because, because, because both the other two dragons are green. This is the first dragon that's a different color. Yes, that makes it unique. Right, and it seems to be related to the other two dragons, almost as if it's the middle child, because its tooltip says that it suffers from middle child syndrome. Mmm, in between stages, unless they have another dragon that's going to come out, right? Because, like, the Inferno dragon isn't really like, I mean, maybe it is, right? Maybe, Maybe the three of them are related. That's what I'm saying. Why would they write that if they're not related? Right, one spits out fireballs. One shoots out fire lasers like the Inferno <laughs> Tower. And one dude shoots out lightning. Well, electricity. Bolts of electricity, yeah. Bolts, bolts. But I get what you mean. But the new mechanic, it's a chain reaction. So it hits one, then goes to another, then goes to another, stunning each one individually as it does it. And it attacks every 2.1 seconds. So in theory, by the time the third unit if, in fact, it hits a third unit. Mm-hmm. If the third unit gets hit by the chain reaction, it's already starting back on the first one again. Do you think it stuns? It does stun. So this is literally a combination of a baby dragon and an electro wizard. That's exactly what it is. It's single target damage that hits multiple units. So it's like, AO- it's like let's put it this way. You know how the, the electro wizard hits two things at one time if there are two things next to it? And they're close enough. Right, so that'll hit them at the exact same time. Electro Dragon is different. It shoots out one bolt of lightning that hits target A. Then that bolt of lightning travels to target B, then target C. All stemming from A, right? So it's, it's not like the, you'll see three different bolts of lightning coming out of the Electro Dragon. Instead, it's a chain reaction, like a conductor from one to the next. So, I mean, this thing is going to be super good against things like the Rascals, right? Where there's three troops right next to each other that mm-hmm. spawn like themselves, right? In a, in a triangle or whatever they are. Right. Um, but it'll hit the big dude. It'll hit the Rascal boy. And then it'll, it'll travel through both of the Rascal girls. It would take two shots at tournament standard, if everything was the same level, to kill the Rascal girls. But don't forget, 
That might seem like it takes a lot of time since it attacks every 2.1 seconds. But again, don't forget, it, it stuns with each hit. Right, so theoretically, they're kind of being put in their place as it's being attacked. Correct. I think that this card's going to be super good also against things like Splash Yard. Because in that deck, you either have like an Ice Wizard and or a Bowler, right? You'll typically have um, a Baby Dragon as well. So if all three of those are used on defense and then your opponent goes on the offensive push, all three of those are going to appear at the bridge or at the river at the same time. And this thing is going to be stunning all three of those with each hit that it does, each chain reaction. So it's basically like a control card at the bridge if you need it um, with single target troops. And it's in the air, so not many troops can attack it. Well, not as many, right? And that's, right. that's the cool thing. That, that's why before I said that I love the fact that this card is an air troop because there are so little things in the game that can actually target them. And it, I think what this is going to do is it's going to change the meta tremendously. What I'm not excited for is more of those like Air Force One decks <laughs> where it's just like yeah. another ridiculously good air unit that can not only deal devastating blows to your opponent, but can also control the map. Right now, with Lava Loon decks, the thing that they lack is control in the deck, right? It's just, it's all offense with, like, guards or a tombstone as mm-hmm. defense. Um, but now they have, potentially, an Electro Dragon that can control on defense for them. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. Um, and one thing to consider that I just thought about is the speed of this troop is set to medium, which makes it... The same speed as the Inferno Dragon, but slower than the Baby Dragon. Right. So, in theory, used on defense, but very good with an offensive counter push. I actually think that this is going to be really good against Lava Hound, too, especially when it breaks. Oh, yeah. And you know what else it'll be good with? I think it'll be really good paired with the tower to kill a graveyard because it'll attack one skeleton and hopefully that one bolt of lightning will travel through the other skeletons. And every two seconds, you're killing, th- you know, three. Right, because theoretically, by the time a new skeleton comes out, the bolt could technically hit both at the same time, or even a third. Unless the skeleton that it, that it hit is not randomly spawned near the next one. <laughs> Valid point. Uh, so how do you feel about this card being five cost? I think it's just right, you know? I, I think it's just tanky enough. Um, I think any lower... Like, if it were a four-cost card, they probably would have had to change its stats a little bit, and mm-hmm. then it, if, it feels more like a legendary card, you yeah. know? To me, this has a, a feel more like the Bowler does or the Executioner. It's, it's a good control card that can be used on offense if needed and serves multiple utility purposes, and that's exactly what I think this is. A five-cost, very good card when used properly. The Electro Utility Dragon. But I will say this, man. I am most excited to see how the pros use this card, what decks they create with it, and if, if I don't know if they're going to be using, like, you know, this new card within the, within the CRL, if this card will make a presence, and if so, how good will it be? That, that, what a time for a card to come out just before the, the world finals of CRL in Tokyo. If, if they allow it to be played, it'll be, I think, a very fresh view of deck making. Yeah, it always gets me worried when they try and release cards when stuff like that is happening, but I think that this card in particular just could potentially add so many different scenarios to the current meta. Yeah, you're right, man. I'm 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 really excited about this one now. 
Right. And to me, it just does, it doesn't seem like the Night Witch or the Royal Ghost when it first came out. It doesn't seem crazy overpowered. Um, so if it does come out and they can use it within CRL, I think it'll actually be a good addition to a changed meta. Valid point. And as is typically customary, when a new card comes out, we got a new challenge. So if you win the challenge, you unlock the card. Boom. I have a feeling that by the time the next episode comes out, you will have already had this card in your deck. I'm not making any promises, Rob. But Jungle Joe might. (laughs) I'll see you next time with that Electro Dragon. Yeah, Jungle Joe over there. Tonight we are sponsored by Robinhood. Hey Rob, did you know that Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all commission-free? They strive to make financial services work for everyone, not just the wealthy. It's a non-intimidating way for newcomers to the stock market to invest for the first time with true confidence. It's simple yet intuitive, and because of its clear design, the data is presented in an easy-to-digest way. Yeah, man, I've actually been using Robinhood long before they became a sponsor on the show, way back in 2016, actually. And the main reason why is because they don't charge commission. Other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, but Robinhood doesn't charge you anything. You can trade stocks completely free, and you get to keep all of the profits that you make. Plus, when I first opened up the account, I didn't know anything about the stock market, but the app tells you everything you need to know. I learned how to invest as I built my own portfolio. I was able to discover new stocks and I can track the companies that I really wanted to pay attention to. So I really, really, really love this app. Yeah, man, honestly, this app seems like a no-brainer to me. And what's even cooler is that Robinhood is giving our listeners a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help them build their portfolio. Sign up at castroyale.robinhood.com. That's C-A-S-T-R-O-Y-A-L-E dot Robinhood, all one word, dot com. Thanks a lot to Robinhood for sponsoring our show. All right, dude, let's move on to our meta check. Meta check. And this week, our meta check is brought to you by our boy, our friend, Sir Devin, Lord Christmas, and bro, He has some interesting things to tell us about what's been going on in the meta. That's right, man. So our boy Lloyd Christmas hits with the numbers, and here's what he has to say. Man, this week, Devin is talking about the recent popular deck strategies at the tippy-tippy top of the ladder, and all the cards that are included within that strategy. Basically, it's some combination of Mortar, Spear Goblins, Rascals, Miner, and then there's a mix and match between Prince, Goblin Gang, Minion Horde, Bats, and or the Hog Rider. Hog Rider! Now, what we have here is an obvious zap bait deck, right? Well, Mm -hmm. not entirely. You see, there are some obvious cards that are vulnerable to zap. For example, the Spear Goblins, the Goblin Gang, the Bats, the, the Goblins themselves. But we also have some cards that are vulnerable to log. So what we do wind up seeing at the top of the ladder is kind of a hybrid deck that targets players that don't have a log and a zap forcing them to use a bigger spell such as poison, fireball, maybe even arrows, to take down troops of significantly less cost. To be fair, 90 plus percent of the time, decks only have one or the other, zap or log. The combination of both of those within one deck is very uncommon, which is what makes these log slash zap bait decks so extremely popular and effective. That's a good point. So it's pretty interesting to see that all these decks at the top of the ladder are running a very similar strategy. But you want to know what the common denominator is in all of these, though? I'm ready. 
the minor. Ooh. His usage is just bonkers right now. 38% at the tippy tippy top of the ladder. This guy proves time and time again just how great he is due to his versatility and being unable to be stopped from wherever he's going. So I gotta tell you, man, if you're looking for a deck that gets you to the tippy top of the ladder, don't go for the maxed out legendary deck. You can just use all common cards, such as goblins, goblin gang, spear goblins, bats, minion horde, the mortar, and then slap in a prince, the rascals, and something else, and you've got yourself a, a top of the ladder deck, man. Elevated with the fact that you now included a epic card. Well, mm -hmm. that's you got to sprinkle in a little bit of a little bit of swag, you know. A little, yeah, a little bit of epicness there. Right. Otherwise, it's just a little bit too vanilla. Right. Nobody likes cupcakes without sprinkles. You need the sprinkles. The epic cards are the sprinkles. Right, Rob. Mm-hmm. You feel that? Don't you want a cupcake right now? I do want a cupcake <laughs> right now. But that's it for the meta check. As always, we won't talk about everything, but we will include the numbers in the show notes. And if you want to check them out, let us know if you have any questions. We will try and respond. Bada bada. Boom. All right, but that's not the end of the meta check. Devin tells us now for the Clashly Feud final finale. CFFF. CFFF. He writes, if you guys guess all of these, I surrender. You are both Clash Masters. With that being said, there's no way you'll be able to name all 17 spells in the game. Ooh. Yeah. And of course, he wrote, in parentheses, Rob goes first. And answers have been whited out below, so we don't know what's going on. We're going to check it after we come up with it. So I'm assuming, he didn't give us directions, but I'm assuming we would go back and forth the way that we did the last time, right? Correct. So should we take a little bit of strategy here? What's the strategy? Like, should we go like one cost to 10 cost? Like, do you know what I mean? No, I think I think we should try and trip each other up. All right, if we do that, we're probably going to get like 11. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I'm okay with that. All right, I'm fine with that. So is it the person that gets the most or is it the person that can't answer another one? I think it's one of two things. The person that can't go next, right? Mm -hmm. Like you, you don't know what to say or you say something someone else said. That's sneaky. That's sneaky. You got to pay attention. We're not keeping a list here. <laughs> no, we're not. This is straight memory, dude. <laughs> oh man, this is going to stink. Are you ready for this? I don't know if I'm ready for this. There's so much pressure here. I don't know, but once you start, we're going. All I know is I am going down in a blaze of glory. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I know right now. Ah. All right. Good luck, Rob. Thank you. Good luck, man. Although you're not going to need it. That wasn't a heartfelt good luck. Good luck, man. I really hope you win and beat me at this Clashly feud final finale. Do you feel it? I feel it. I feel it. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Zap. Log. Fireball. Poison. Lightning. Arrows. Graveyard. Freeze. Tornado. Heal. <laughs> uh, rage. Clone. Oh, it's so hard trying to remember everything that we said. Snowball. Rocket. Goblin barrel. Mirror. How many have we said? This is the last one. Are you kidding me? 
Yeah, you went first, you have to go last. I can't end on me. It, there's 17 of them. And I know it. <laughs> Get out of here. So now I have to know it in order to win? No, I have to know it in order to just tie. No, no. If you, yes. If you don't say it, you lose. Yeah. So this is it. This is it. This is for all the marbles. I think so. Hmm. The barbarian barrel. You got it, dude. Boom! We got them all. Let's unwhite out these answers and let's double check. So we said zap, giant snowball. You said zap first. Giant mm -hmm. snowball was you. I said arrows. I said heal. You said fireball. I said rocket. I said mirror. You said barbarian barrel. You said rage. You said tornado. I said clone. I said freeze. You said poison. I said lightning. I said log. I said log. After you said zap. Right. You said graveyard and you said goblin barrel. We got them all, dude. Wow. Oh my gosh. I can't believe that just happened. I totally thought you were not going to get the barbarian barrel. I was just trying to think of the most recent decks that I've been playing and the one deck that I've been playing in 2v2 and the one that we talked about last episode had the barbarian barrel in it. For those of you who don't know, the Barbarian Barrel is a spell. Goblin Barrel is a spell. Miner is a troop. Yeah, which which still makes no sense. Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, the uh, if the other cards produce troops, I think that the Miner should be a spell. But regardless, apparently, we did not name ourselves this, but apparently, according to Devin, we are both Clash Masters. We are Clash Masters. Dude, this series of Clashly Feud was probably one of the more fun things that we've ever done on this on this show i know and i i hope that he doesn't feel defeated because he he was 100 percent convinced that we weren't going to be able to name them all there is no way and you want to know what made it harder we didn't go in any specific order so we just we went totally out of order and went basically 100 percent off of memory right because we could have done it an easier way just gone like you know we could have wrote them down well we could have wrote them down or we could have went from one elixir to to you know, 10 elixir and just gone, you know, through the gamut of things. We don't do things like that. Honestly, dude, you know as well as I do, that would never have helped me. Well, it would have made it structured. That's a valid point. I think the one way to trip me up is to ask me what cards are what cost, because I'll never be able to tell you. I'm going to give you five really quick ones, okay? This is going to be rapid this fire. A, a mini Clashly Rob? Yes. Are you ready? This is rapid fire. Go ahead. I'll say the card, you say the cost. Ready? Okay. Are you ready? I hope I'm ready. Clone. Three. Rage. Two. Rascals. Five. Goblin Giant. Six. Barbarian Hut. Seven. Ding, 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 ding. Nailed it! I don't know what you're talking about. That was pretty quick. Well, I'm just happy you picked the five cards I know. Well, <laughs> I could have made it harder. Oh, all right, I've got a bonus round for you. You ready? I'm ready. Mirror. Question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That's what I'm here for. Sneaky Joe. Yes, yeah, Sneaky Joe. Jungle Joe turned into Sneaky Joe. How many, uh, was, uh, was Jungle Joe, what was Joey Deluxe? Jungle Joe? Joey, Joey Deluxe is number one. So there's Joey Deluxe, Jungle Joe. <laughs> And then it'll be Sneaky Joe. And then I'm just Joe. Yeah. And the Boom Man. I've got a lot of different personalities. And Mini Boom. And Mini Boom. Yeah. You're jack of all trades over there. Well, anyway, 
that was probably my favorite meta check ever. Totally agree, dude. Mm-hmm. But the meta check isn't all we have on this show. We got some chests. Yeah, we do. Not that many, but a handful. I have a crown and a singular big dog. I only have a big dog. What? You told me before we were recording that you had a crown. I accidentally opened it. Man, come on. (laughs) Nothing I can do, man. Next time, just take a screenshot using the technology that's in your two hands. (laughs) Nah, then it's not real. That's true, but you could have prefaced it. Nah, come on. This is genuine, Joe. I'm (laughs) genuine, (laughs) Joe. Give me another one. Let's go. All right, this is good. All right, so uh, this is going to be the uh, record breaker for the shortest chest opening. The music's probably not even going to play. Let's see how fast we can actually do it. You want to speed through an already ridiculously short chest opening? If you're going to go big, go real big. So now I have to go first because you have to have one chest. Way to go, Joe. Little brother never leads, Rob. Man. All right, so crown chest because I'm the only fool that has one. 993 gold. Three gems. Nice. Mm Mm-hmm. Ooh, 17 Royal Giants. That's a good card now. Now, correct. 40 Barbarians. Those are bad. Yeah, a little lackluster there. Ooh, speak of the devil. The Goblin Barrel. That's a spell. Mm Mm-hmm, a single one. And last but not least, 12 beautifully large, orange-haired giants. That's it, man. So what's your big dog? I've got... A magical chest. Ooh, nice. Here we go. 1,408 gold. One battle ram. Singular battle ram. One pencil. Correct. 13 bats. 16 elite barbarians. 33 spear goblins. If I was trying to get to the tippy top of the ladder, that's what I would use. (laughs) Right, you need those, all those common cards. Five musketeers, 11 orange-haired giants, ooh, and a whomping total of nine freeze spells. Ooh, I, don't, I, I, I still don't know where you land on the freeze. Do you like the freeze? Do you not like the freeze? Are you cold right now? I am a little cold right now. <laughs> Thank you for asking. You're welcome. Yeah, if I could give you a blanket or a, or a hoodie, I would. So, here's how I feel about the freeze. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had a warhead or, like, a Sour Patch Kid? On more than one occasion. So, like, you know how it starts off and it's just, like, brutal? Like, it just it hurts so bad? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then, like, ten seconds into it, it starts to get sweet. That's true. It's a, it's a full 180. <laughs> And then it, instead of hurting so bad, it starts to hurt so good. Yeah. So essentially what you're saying is that you greatly dislike the freeze spell until it's done. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Sour Patch Kid. Yeah. It hurts so bad, but then it hurts so good. I think I get that feeling way more with a warhead, so yeah. I know what you're talking about, though. My whole mouth puckers up. Yeah, but have you ever seen the Sour Patch commercials? It's like, at first, they're like, they, they're like you know, the, the whole world is exploding, they're blowing up cars and stuff, but then, like, oh, but then, like, you know, they, they bring you, like, a blanket, and they, like, 
They make sure that you're not cold. They tuck you in at night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they give you a hug. They hug your leg as you pet it on the head. That's the freeze to me. The freeze is just like this thing that I don't understand. <laughs> and I just, I, I can't put my finger on it. So the freeze is more like actual warheads that you put in your mouth, whereas for Sour Patch Kids, it's not necessarily like the candy, but more like the character in the commercial. Yes, 100%. Totally agree with that. So that's how I feel about the freeze spell. <laughs> so I have a chest, though. Magical? Magical. Wow. Mm-hmm. I see you're magical and match you a magical. Are you ready? I'm ready. What if I get a legendary? This will be awesome. It would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Here we go. 1,408 gold. Five royal giants. 12 goblins. Top of the ladder. Common cards are rock stars, man. 14 rascals. Top of the ladder. Mm-hmm. 30 Tesla Towers. Common. <laughs> C- correct. <laughs> 18 orange-haired giants. Wow, you're getting a lot of giants. Yeah, which is funny, because the giant doesn't really have hair, but his facial hair is orange. Right. Three poisons. Uh-oh. Not a legendary, but six rage spells. Dang. So we got rage and freeze, dude. Yeah. But our chests were pretty good. All things considered. Right. I mean, you did describe one card <laughs> like a Sour Patch Kid. And a Warhead. Correct. Yeah. So that was fun. Next time will be better. Next time it's going to be Legend, wait for it, Dairy. I like that pause. That pause there for emphasis was good. Well, I wish I could take credit for that, but that's actually from Barney Stinson from uh, How I Met Your Mother. You know, Neil Patrick Harris? I know him. Doogie Hauser. That name is great. Doogie. Not even Doug. It's Doogie. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I don't either. But I digress. Let's move on to our... Deck Spotlight. Deck Spotlight. And as promised last episode, this deck is called Pompeo's Papaya. I think this is easily the best name we've ever come up with. And it's unfortunate that it didn't make it into the name of the episode. But it is a 3.3 average elixir cost deck that contains the Balloon, the Mega Minion, the Inferno Dragon, Tombstone, Ice Golem, Miner, Fireball, and Zap. So Joe, tell me how to make juice from this papaya. Dude, so this deck is super, super complicated. It's very, very good, extremely strong, but very difficult to use. I can attest to that because I've tried to use this deck and I just don't know how to do it. So if you could explain it, that would really help me out a lot. Yeah, it's not the kind of deck that you're going to pick up, like watching someone play it once or twice and then try and pick it up and be like, oh, this deck must work magic and then expect to win. Uh, In fact, you'll probably lose the first 20 games that you play with it. Mm -hmm. It's that kind of deck. The strategy is so structured that if you just do random things and play random cards at random times, the synergies that you need to make the deck work won't ever happen. The two best pushes are either the Ice Golem and the Balloon directly at the bridge, Mm -hmm. or the Balloon at the bridge immediately followed by the Miner on the same attacking tower. Interesting. Both of these two attacks allow either the Ice Golem or the Miner to get aggro from either the tower and or troops that are played down in front of the tower to target your balloon. 
They basically or effectively act as meat shields. You'll want to use the ice golem balloon push at the river when your opponent has things like spear goblins, bats, or minions to attack your balloon. The reason why is because not only the tower, but also those bats, spear goblins, or even minions will attack your ice golem before they'll attack your balloon. And why that's important is because bats die to an ice golem when it dies. So you're effectively going to have a free balloon onto the tower. And minions are very hard to place so that they attack the balloon when the balloon is placed directly on top of the ice golem. Also, the ice golem will blow up, it will explode, the minions will have some damage dealt to them from the explosion, and then you can zap and kill them, which you otherwise would not be able to do. This also works versus a minion horde, but minion horde's a lot harder to kill with that, so you save your fireball for that. Ah, that's a good point. You'll want to use the minor balloon push when your opponent has things like the rocket in hand, because they can rocket your balloon, but the rocket won't kill your balloon, and the tower will still be locked onto your miner, which means your opponent will have to spend another elixir or more in order to defend against the balloon. Can I ask you a question? Sure. So when you do one of these two pushes, theoretically you would have the tombstone out, or is the tombstone supposed to be used defensively? So the tombstone can be used defensively and should be used defensively. If you're facing a tank deck, like a beatdown style deck, you'll need the tombstone for your defense. If you're facing a bridge spam deck, you need the tombstone for defense. If you're not facing either one of those two decks, you can use this as a very simple cycle card because it creates threat and protection. So if you had to use it as part of the cycle portion of this thing, would you recommend keeping it on the side that would spit the skeletons out with your push or on the opposite side so it kind of protects that lane? It doesn't really matter which side it's on as long as it's on the side that you're defending. Um, which side you're attacking is irrelevant because this deck is so cheap in cost that you can switch sides depending on what situation happens. The push that I mentioned before, it's not like you can just throw this push down and like hope and pray that it works. You have to use it timely, meaning you need to use either one of these two pushes after your opponent has used or played one of their air, i.e. balloon killers. So -hmm. if they use a musketeer on the left lane and that's your normal left lane is, is the lane you're attacking. Right. Then just switch to the right side lane. (laughs) The balloon only needs three hits to kill a tower. Drop three bombs, and even if it dies, the death damage is going to kill that tower. So it's not like you're only committing to one tower and you have to stay on that tower. If your opponent uses a defensive card that's used to kill your balloon before you play the balloon, switch sides and take advantage of that. The Infernal Dragon is to be used to kill the tank, it is your only tank killer. If, you have, if you're facing a golem, a giant, a royal giant, etc., that's your killer. So what you're saying is, you need to keep this thing alive. You gotta keep it alive. And sometimes what you'll do to keep it alive is to drop the Inferno Dragon down, and then use the Ice Golem to protect it. So prevent anything from crossing the bridge, crossing the river, targeting the Inferno Dragon. It, it'll, it'll really create a problem for your opponent. Also, a way to keep your Inferno Dragon alive if you don't have your ice golem in hand, mm-hmm. you can use the fireball zap combo to kill things like a wizard or a musketeer or annoying things, just like a minion horde, right? Like there are certain ways to keep it alive. If you're facing a tank deck, you have to spend extra elixir sometimes to keep the inferno dragon alive. If you don't, the tank will destroy you. There's no way around it. 
Right. And like you said, the good thing about this deck is it's cyclability and it's 3.3 elixirs. So you can technically afford to do that. Right. And like I said, you don't have to commit to one lane. So if your opponent overcommits on one lane, just switch. You only need three hits with the balloon and the tower is dead. So you can go short on elixir sometimes. I promise you, when you drop that balloon miner or you drop the ice golem balloon combo, Mm -hmm. it is an immediate required response from your opponent so don't worry about being down by elixir if you're switching lanes it requires a very heavy investment for your opponent to deal with it on the other side towards the end of the game once you have one or maybe even two hits on the tower you don't have to keep trying to get balloons onto the tower eventually after one or two hits you can just switch this deck to a minor cycle deck and use it for chip damage to take the tower down Wow, I didn't even realize that you should be doing that with this deck. I've never once done that. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you, you know, once your opponent catches onto the balloon, mm-hmm. it, it, it can only be so effective so long, right? Eventually, some decks, they'll just switch their play completely so that they only defend against your balloon, making it impossible for it to get to the tower. Then just switch to the minor control deck. You don't need to drop the balloon. You don't have to worry about all that jazz. Throw down the miner, get the chip in on the, t- on the tower and use Fireball to clean up any troops that that they throw down to defend against it. The Miner, just like the Balloon, while it requires less of an urgent response, does absolutely require a response. It is automatic tower damage. So if they let it go two or three times, that tower's dead. That's true. And then when you couple that with a Balloon, it becomes a nightmare for your opponent. Right, and that's what I'm saying. If The Balloon, it just needs one or two hits. After that, turn this thing into a cycle. And if you see your opponent overcommitting, dropping their musketeer early, dropping their executioner early, just switch sides. Go to the other side. Take it and move on. And this is the same deck that brought you to 4,900 trophies, if not a little bit more. Yep, 5,000 right now, and I still have eight total levels to upgrade in this deck before it's maxed out. So there's a ton of room for this to, uh, for this deck to grow and i'm still learning it and i I, it feels difficult for me sometimes but at the same time it's so much fun to play very refreshing deck um and honestly i just feel like i'm getting better overall by playing it because it's so difficult to use i have to really think technically while i play now that said i'm not that good at it yet right so like (laughs) i'm not able to play it like pompeo but i'll tell you man i watch this guy play and he's able to get number one in the world with it He's doing something right. Right. Yeah. Clearly something good is happening for him over there. So that's it, man. That's the deck spotlight. We included a link to the deck in the show notes, so be sure to check it out. Um, Don't be afraid to lose a few games at first, and don't get frustrated with the losses. Try and learn from it. And uh, boom. Boom. Nice job. Thank you, sir. All right, man. And we got a new patron. Yeah, we did. New patron. Huge shout out to Sen VD. Sen, thank you so, so much for taking your hard-earned money to support what Rob and I do so that we can continue to bring fresh, fun, family-friendly content to not only you, but to also our entire community. We truly appreciate it. Bada, bada, boom. Boom. And that's it, man. We don't really have too much else to talk about other than our ending spiel. Spiel. Does it feel good when I talk like this, or do you not like it? You know that feeling when you eat a warhead? (laughs) I knew it. I felt it in my soul the second you asked that question. Mm Mm-hmm. Full circle, baby. Yeah. You are so lucky I love you. Boom. Mm Mm-hmm. 
All right. Well, that's really all we have. Uh, if you would like to join our Discord, you can go to castroyalepodcast.com slash Discord, and that is how you hear about open spots in our clans, so you can join from there. And also, Joe and I are always in there talking to other community members, so you can always message us, ping us, and say hello. And as always, you can reach out to us on Twitter using the handle at podcastroyale. Right. And if you're into snail mail, you can send an email to feedback at castrealpodcast.com. And as always, the number one way you can help us reach more people is by leaving us an iTunes review. Right. And there are other ways that you can help us. So if you have a different podcast playing app, if there's a way to leave a review, leave a comment, thumb it up, give us a star, do those types of things because that totally helps us out on those platforms as well. Boom. Boom. And as always, a huge shout out to clnsmedia.com for hosting our show on their website. If you're looking for the latest episodes, you can find them there. And if you're looking for any new podcasts, you can also find them there as well. And finally, a huge shout out to Robin Hood for sponsoring this episode. And dude, I am done. You're done. We are both complete. Like they say in the Terminator, Rob. Mm. I'll be back. He does say that more than once. But you got to give it to me in your best Arnold voice. (laughs) (laughs) I can hear that you don't trust yourself. It's pretty late right now, so I'm not sure if I'll get this right. But it's kind of like, I'll be back. (laughs) Get to the chopper. That was good. I like that one. I'm the gummy bear of Candicornia. Oh my goodness. I cannot believe I'm talking like Arnold and talking to Arnold at the same time. (laughs) This is... This is unbelievable. This is insane. My arm is like a python. It just keeps snapping at you. Oh, man. We are so ridiculous sometimes. On that note, that's a wrap. We are done. Until next time for another hodgepodge of everything. Hodgepodge of everything. Boom. Bye. Bye.